Welcome everybody, episode two of Road Doggin'. I'm your host, Jordan Marshall, the Road Dog. I have uh, an awesome guest lined up for you guys. I'm super excited about it. He's a really good friend of mine. We've we've traveled and fished together some, and uh, somebody even mis- uh, mistook mistook him for my dad. They thought he was my dad one time. We walked in a restaurant. So, um, without further ado, we're gonna bring in Jim Ware. Hey What's man, up, Jim? <laughs> not much. That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> do you, Do you remember where we were when that happened? No, I don't. Well, I, and I think you told the waitress that yeah, he is. Yeah, <laughs> that's that sounds about right. I, if I'm not mistaken, we were in um, Scottsboro, Alabama, but I don't remember where we were at. I can't either. It may have been Jeffersons. Maybe another another time we were in Jeffersons. So that is uh, one of one of my all time favorite places. Right, non sponsored Jeffersons in Scottsboro, Alabama. Wings. <laughs> Jim, uh, I- introduce yourself to everybody that, that doesn't know you, uh, that might be listening and, uh, tell them all, tell them all about yourself and how you got into okay. fishing. I'm, uh, my name's Jim Ware, live over up here in Rome, Georgia. And, um, I'm 54, work at a paper mill and, uh, shift work and fish as much as I can. I got into kayak fishing. Lord. It was like, 08 when i first fished out of a kayak and i'd been renting kayaks when we go to the beach um rent one fish in the bay me and my daughter she was little and uh i'd fish on one side and let her snorkel on the back side and uh, and uh and the when i realized i needed to own one i was gonna i got up at you know daylight Standing on the deck of the house we'd rented, and uh, I was going to go down and fish in the surf. And I'm looking out, and it's probably 300 yards off the beach, and there's this giant school of bait out there. And I mean, it's if birds, fish, everything's eating it, and uh, it way out of reach for me. And while I'm st- looking, you know, off the deck out there, kind of out of uh, from from this, you know, the what I'm looking at. Here comes three kayaks paddling into the scene and they go out there and they stayed there till for several hours while I fish on the beach. I'm watching them. I said, I'm going to catch these guys when they get back over here. And it was a man and his two sons. And when they got back, they were talking about all, all the, you know, Spanish mackerel and bluefish and, you know, just how much fun they'd had out there fishing. And when I got back up to the house, I told my wife I was going to, buy a kayak and that was in like 08 so i found one in savannah georgia a kid uh had i don't even know who kingfisher was the name of the kayak it was a 12 foot sit on top <laughs> and uh it had a seat you know the old timey seats that had like gel seat he had yeah. won it in a tournament and i believe the seat was probably more expensive than a boat <laughs> and i kept that thing for about two years and and well, I thought I loved it, but as I went along, I, I realized I needed what I needed more in a boat. Went from there to got a ride 135, had it for about three years, and uh, it got stolen. 
And uh, I had no idea about this kayak fishing community at the time. Like I said, I work a shift work. I thought I was the only cat around doing it. Yeah. And I had no idea about tournaments or anything like that. And and there was it was pretty still underground back then. And um, so I go to a local Jackson kayak dealer um, over in Carsville, Georgia, and he, he doesn't sell kayaks anymore. It's Cahutta Fishing Company. And I walk in. I'm going to look for a CUDA because everybody told me a CUDA 14 was closest you know, similar to that. Yeah, fat, fast and narrow. They were kind of a narrower yeah. fishing kayak. Yeah. Well, I walk in and there's, uh, this is 2014, I think. And there's this, um, it was uh, Urban Camo Big Rig just come out, standing up in the corner like a beacon. Was was that and the brown, brown and blue and white camo? It was gray, blue, and white. It was. I got kind of, and uh i mean it was here there's boat is in the corner and uh it had a bending branches um angler pro on it that was the, the wood color it was like brown and tan had it strapped to it i said i gotta have it they put it in the floor i checked it out i was like put a down payment on it come back and bought it and um so the very first tournament i fished was a local tournament that Cahutta Fishing Company put on along with our Riverkeeper uh, group, uh, Coosa River Basin, CRBI, Coosa River Basin Initiative. Yeah. And it was my daughter's prom day night. <laughs> so I fished a tournament and I won it. And, uh, and it was, it was a, it was a weird, I can't, I ain't going into the rules of it, but it was you, anything that's a bass, white bass, striped bass, whatever. <laughs> And you had your identifier was uh, cards with one through five on it. Well, when you take a, you could, if you caught a small fish, your first fish, and you thought, I'm going to catch more, you better not take a picture of it with one in it because once you took that picture, that's it. And uh, so, anyway, so I, it was I can't your best five, no culling. No culling. That's it. You could, you could throw them back, but you better not. You couldn't take a picture of them. <laughs> so it was a, you had a strategy. It was fun. It was a fun term. And uh, I won it. And see, when I bought the big rig, I tried to get him to throw that Angler Pro in. And he's like, nah. And so he threw in like the basic uh, paddle in the, in the deal. Well, grand prize was an Angler Pro bending branches. So I, I, I got the paddle at all. That's all. So that was pretty cool. And, uh, and I run and I'm running late for my daughter's prom pictures, you know, a big deal, uh, for that. And I, I pull up and there, my wife's standing up there and I can take, we're at city clock Hill is a big, uh, historical thing here in Rome. Yeah. And then, uh, people get pictures made there. I'm running up there. I can tell my wife she could, she's fit to be tied, man. And my daughter just yells at me. She says, did you win? And I said, I did, you know, and, so that, that was it. And, uh, um, but that first year kayak fishing with that boat, that thing was so comfortable, you know, as yeah. compared to anything I'd ever been in, I hauled it around in the back of the truck all the time. And I fished so much and a buddy of mine, I'd tell him, you know, I, I can the Coosa river here. I caught a walleye out of there that was just rare. You know, I caught, yeah. 
like this one week, he's like, dude, how many different species of fish have you caught? Uh, like this week, and it was like 10 out of, you know, just different species. So he said, you ought to keep up with that. So I did. And, uh, so I've got that kayak in February and about January of the next year, I was sitting at like 26 different species. And out of the oh state. Yeah. And a lot of them wasn't like, there's a ton of different sunfishes, you know, yeah. I, I had a shell cracker and a bluegill. I wasn't counting, but, um, I had six, hold on. I had four black bass species. And at the time, now I think they recognize 10, but I had yeah. a, I was missing a spotted bass. I mean, uh, excuse me, a smallmouth, which is hard to catch in the state of Georgia. Oh yeah. And uh, nowadays, uh, and a Suwannee. So I go up to Lake Blue Ridge. I've been up there six times trying to catch a smallmouth, you know, to finish this little uh, quest I'm on. Yeah. And, I, the sixth time it's spitting snow that morning. I'm probably the only person on the entire lake and I've got an Eagle, um, depth finder, little black and white deal. Yeah. And, uh, I look down and, and it looks like noodles, you know, just stripes going. I said, like, what the hell is that? And I drop a, uh, flex it jig, um, little vertical slab jig down there. I catch two big spots to start with. I thought, oh, God, I see what that is. That's fish shooting through the uh, beam. Yeah. Then I toss it out there again. I catch a 19 and a half inch smallmouth. And I call my buddy who I used to run with and camp with. And I just on the water, I said, pack your bags, buddy. I said, we're going after Sewanee bass. I got my smallmouth. <laughs> so I ended up topping it off with a Sewanee, not in the state of Georgia. The rivers down there were flooded. I had to go over the line into Florida to the, um, excuse me, the, um, what's, uh, it's a tributary of the Sewanee river, but, um, Went over there. The same one that I wound wound up in. I'm going to try to pull it up on my map while you're talking. It's uh, Santa Fe River. That's the one. Yes. Yeah. That was actually the exact same place that I went to. It, it's like a dang jungle. I mean, it was like, uh, it was awesome. And I probably went and fishing 10 minutes and caught my first one. And it was a uh, Florida, it's like 14 and a quarter inches. So I got oh, that's it. A good I one. Submitted it and got the, uh, got the whole you know uh certificate and all that so anyway that year i finished up 30 30 fish uh different freshwater species out of that big rig i started um i had started writing a blog also and uh so the blog and you know me being a jackson kayak kind of uh, eventually led to me touching base with the Jackson kayak fishing team. I applied there and got accepted. And, you know, it was, I was with Jackson for six, six years, I believe. And, uh, Jamie Cozy decided to sell kayaks and, uh, started a team and I'm local and got on with Jamie and, and that's the best, you know, and he sells Jackson kayaks now back. I'm in a blue sky. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's like a big family down there. It's a wonderful oh, yeah. uh, being part a part of that group. I can 100% attest to that. The uh, 
the, the first time I went down there for uh, for a meet and greet, and I think it was like the second time I'd ever met Jamie, and the first time was just like at a fishing show. Uh-huh. And we've had a few conversations with, with Steve, and uh, the first time I'd ever really sat and talked to Jamie, he found out. Uh, it was actually the day before that me and you uh, went fishing last December. Gotcha. Uh, we were, we were going to meet and go fish offshore, and I was going to stay in Marietta that night and just sleep in my truck or drive to – where we were going to fish the next day up in North Georgia and was just going to sleep in my truck. And Jamie found out that I was going to sleep in my truck and got so mad at me. He was like, <laughs> he was like, don't you ever come within a half hour of, of Marietta and not stay at my house or not ask me if I'm home or something. He was like, he's like, you're staying at my house. He said, I, yeah. so we'll, we'll, we'll rig something up. He said, don't, don't offend me like that. And I was like, all right, you know, that's, um, Jamie made me feel right at home for the first time I spent any time with him. So, uh, right. incredible to me and i know it's yeah. been incredible to all of our of our you know family of of guys throughout the southeast and and you know as we're expanding we got guys all over the place now right right and you know the the first time i met you and i, I don't i was going to ask you how old you were um but i forget what year it was me and john hummel started a club called peach state kayak anglers and i was kind of itching to get it you know, we hadn't had a trail. We had didn't have a trail planned, but I wanted to have a kai a tournament. You know, so yeah, we had in November, uh, King of the Rock at, at Rocky Mountain Project, which is here in Rome. It's a are in Florida in my county, and um, great, great lake to fish. Lakes, three lakes, and I'm taking the money up. Old school, you know, uh, where you show up and pay cash at the table and get your identifier then and all that. I, w- I want to say this was probably 2017, give or take. Okay. And uh, I said, what's your name? You know, Jordan Marshall. And, uh, Where are you from? Cerebral, Tennessee. And I'm like, you drove all the way down here for this, you know, and he, <laughs> you were already in the area. Um, but yeah, I was, that was, I was actually fishing. Gunnersville. I, I wanted to come yeah. down and fish Gunnersville, and uh, that was back, you know, 2016, 2017, and it was probably uh, November 2017. I'll, I'll stick with that one. And uh, that was back when a lot of uh, tournaments were printing off their own identifiers. You didn't, you know, there weren't, there wasn't like uh, captains' meetings. You had to print an ID off, and uh-huh. I had to print an ID off before I left Maryville. And I drove down there, didn't have an ID, was like okay, um, I don't know what I'm going to do at this point. So I was like, I'm not catching any fish on Friday afternoon anyway. And I just kind of spur of the moment drove to King of the Rock. I found it on Facebook, saw there was an event. Um, I saw y'all were talking about there could be really big fish caught. And I was like, King of the Rock sounds cool, you know? And I drove across the mountain and almost ran out of gas. And uh, there's, there's nothing between, you know, northeastern alabama yep. and northwestern georgia across the state line there's just nothing there right. and uh, drove all night yeah, slept right. in a hammock uh between a couple trees in the in the city you know whatever county park or state park or whatever uh that uh that rocky mountain is on and met you know all you guys and had just a fantastic time and that's kind of been um you know, between Peach State and uh, what was it for a while? Real Crazy was the other yeah, group that was down crazy. there. Uh-huh. That was kind of my two Georgia clubs that I fished for a while and and uh, and just met so many incredible people in Georgia through that. And, 
Yeah, that was our first. But you had big fish that tournament too, didn't you? I yeah, I, yeah, I did. I I caught a like a twenty two and change or something, and actually had the second biggest fish that day. But the guy that caught the big fish didn't put in on big bass, <laughs> and and I I got I got big bass, and we caught them like in the same pocket as each other. Yeah. And uh, I ended up finishing fifth and yeah. had big bass with one fish because it was yeah. tough that day. Tough, tough, yeah. tough. Yeah, that's one of those places that I've told people you feel one day you feel like Roland Martin, next day you feel like, um, you know, you, you don't know how to fish. You know, it'll oh, yeah. let you down big time. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was a. Uh, um, how old were you then? um 2017 i was you know um november of 2017 i was 22 okay yeah but i i didn't you know i looked like i was probably 18 because i didn't yeah. have a bunch of yeah. hair and i was you know clean shaven and i probably weighed i don't know I, I probably weighed 50 60 pounds less than i do now so you know i yeah. still looked like a little goofy kid and nobody knew who i was either so it was just you know one of those no, things I remember coming home from that. I was like, my wife, I said, Amber, do you, I said, there was a kid there. I said, Severeville, Maryville. I said, yeah. he come yeah. almost from Knoxville down to fish our tournament, you know? And she's like, Hey, it's great. And I was like, well, that's, you know, and, and ever since then we've, you know, kept in touch and, and, uh, cherish that friendship and oh, always yeah. have a good time together. Do you remember what the uh, the first place prize was for for that event, the, the little trophy thing? Do you remember what that was? There was a um, Orion cooler. Um, there was a peach beanie. Do you remember that? In the in the shape of like a crown or something. Crown, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, like it was a, a like a yarn crown yeah. or something. That was that was peach colored. Yeah, it was a crocheted beanie uh, that a friend of my wife's did for us, and it had, you know, it had to it come out like a crown. And um, I, I can't remember the rest of it, but the the crown was classic, man. Oh and, yeah, one hundred percent. That was that was what I was fishing for. There was 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 seeing if you remembered the crown because yeah, I remember showing up and I was like, you know. I was like, man, these guys in Georgia have a tournament called King of the Rock, and they're giving away a crown. I don't care what it looks like. You know, they're giving away a crown. That's awesome. And I was like, I, I want to go win that crown. Always wanted wish some, and I'm sure there's some clubs that do it, but a freaking title belt, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, a sure. bona fide, you know, like Dusty Rhodes toted, you know. Oh, yeah. Belt like that. That would be awesome. We, 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 we might have to get something together and do that. Cause I, I know some club has done that. I've, I've seen pictures of it, you know, on social mm -hmm. media, but I cannot think of, and it might not even been recently, honestly, right. um, but trophies like that, trophies that are, that are, you know, different. I've got a, I'm, I'm one of this next podcast. I need to bring up my Santa cops trophy. Uh, me and my buddy, Eric won. It's a, uh, fish. It's a metal trophy, uh, kind of, cut out like plastic cut or whatever and it has a santa hat on top of the fish oh yeah it's, it's one of my favorite trophies just because it's it's different you know it's and there's nothing wrong with these trophies but right. know, there's there's a lot more of these trophies given out than than a than a metal fish with a santa hat on top of it you exactly. know yeah 
Yeah, that that's the. I like the cool stuff too. I'm, I might have to do a uh, like a submission on on Facebook to try to find the coolest trophy and do like a, do like a giveaway or something for that. I think that'd be kind of cool. Find the coolest trophy be. in kayak fishing. It would be. Um, but so, yeah, that, uh, that's how I got into you know kayak fishing. Oh, oh, and the tournament deal. Uh, back to my boat got stolen. Like I said, I had no idea there was this community out and facebook was still newer you know i hadn't been on it that long and i posted on there if you see this boat you know holler at me it's been stolen dude i got i didn't know these people you know people shared it and people messaging me saying you know i've got i get discount on the uh, what was a hook one team you know i can get discounts if you need a new yeah. boat holler at me i mean just it's outpouring of People wanting to help out. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, where did all these people come from? Then one day I'm out on Rocky fishing, and I see this dude in a kayak out there, and I'm wondering, who in the hell is this? You know, because, I, like I said, I think I'm Lone Ranger. And um, it's Jim Clark. (laughs) And a storm rolls up on us, and we end up getting under a tree, uh, a, a patch of trees, on the same point. So we start talking and, uh, we plan, a, you know, exchange numbers and he's a cool dude. And uh, we go fishing on the river. And while we're floating, he says, Hey, are you going to fish the KBF open on Kentucky Lake? And I'm, I have no idea what KBF is. What is that? And he said, um, Oh, it's this tournament they're having up on Kentucky Lake. I'm thinking that's a long way. What, what does it pay out? And he said, grand prize is $14,000. And uh, that was the year before they started the national championship. Yeah. And I said, hell yeah, I'm going to fish it. <laughs> and uh, so that, you know, I went and drove up and fished it and fished about every one of them since then. And, uh, and, and, and other, you know, I just got hooked on it then. Seeing, yeah. I think there at that there was like a hundred at the time it was the largest tournament ever, hundred and forty yeah. people or something. Yeah, and got to know lots of people and you know and uh, and now I believe, I believe I was also at that event and that was the first event that they had Tourney X. They had us download yep. Tourney X at the at the captain's meeting on Thursday or Friday night, whatever it was in the, sure did. Th- that giant room back behind the quality in Paris, Tennessee. Uh-huh. I will never forget that. And that's, you can, uh, for those that don't know, if you look on tourney X, especially on your apps and you see guys that are always at the top before the tournament star, you know, uh, pe- people joke around and say, you know, when I sign up for a tournament, I'm always, you know, close to the top before a tournament starts. And Corey Dryer's that way, Jody Queen's that way, I'm sure Jim's that way. Those first, you know, 100 to 200 people that were there for that event, 150, whatever it was, uh, Tourney X registers you and sorts you before a tournament starts by what your Tourney X ID number is. And your Tourney X ID number is in what order you signed up for the event or, or signed up for Tourney X in general. So when I just pull up Tourney X on my phone right now, I'm 216. Nah. And, you know, there's guys that have like 17,000 or something like that now that's, that's doing it. So it's, it's cool to, to see how that's progressed. 
Yeah, I'll have to look at my number um, <laughs> because, so, yeah, that, that was the first time I'd met Dwayne and poor uh, and he, oh, he was, uh, you know, he he had to help a lot of people that that uh, he, he got that, thrown to the got, wolves. He, he really did. He sure, back then. Did. he sure did. Yeah. So you, you talked about uh, Peach State being your being your local club. What what all national clubs have you fished over the years, and what are you trying you know focusing on now? Okay, I fished. Uh, let's see, Hobie, um, and a couple of years ago qualified for the Hobie BOS on Newfala um, through um, Lake Sam Rayburn uh, that year. Um, I haven't fished any Hobies this year, mainly because the boat I'm in a blue sky and I don't have a pedal drive on it. It's trolling motor, and I'm just I've been fishing with a motor. I got all my electronics, and I ain't got enough money to load up. I've got a Jackson Nar, but I don't have enough to. Uh, that that motor will spoil you, won't it? It will, and uh, so I've been fishing Bassmaster, fish the native no limits this little pet, and I love that. I'm gonna be honest with you, that was a fun deal, that and I learned a lot. Good. There's a lot um, of strategy that I, I learned. You know, after after the fact, I've reviewed it in my head, and I'm like, you know, there's a few, several, quite a few things I need. Next one, I'm on a pre-plan and even so far as to my fish i had 10 keepers but i only uploaded nine of them because it got jumbled up when i i didn't have um um self-service so anyway it wouldn't have, wouldn't have made me win but you know in the future I, i'll have a different way of uh, keeping up with my pictures if i don't have service but yeah, that was a fun, submitting fun fish all at once at the end of the day was was a mess. I didn't have any service yeah. either, and that was that yeah. was a mess. Yeah, so yeah, I, I skipped one there, but um, and uh, I've I said I've been to Sam Rayburn. Um, that's about as far west as I've been. Uh, is, is, that the furthest you've ever been? is that the furthest you've ever no. been to a Lake, tournament of Sam Rayburn? Lake Erie. Um, Fished a KBF event on Lake Erie. Been several times down to Kissimmee, which that's not as far as that, but you know, it's opposite spectrum. Yeah. Down there. Um, but yeah, and you know, been to Toledo Bend quite a few times, been to Shreveport a few times, a Caddo. Um, but yeah, Lake and Lake Erie was, I'd love to go back up there. That was a really, uh, Presque Isle Bay is where it was, Erie, in Erie, yeah. Pennsylvania. Were you at that one? I, I I wasn't. I had never actually fished Erie until the weekend before our Lake Cayuga event this year for the yeah. BOS series. We actually, me and Eric went and drove around. We fished uh, uh, eastern basin of Erie for a couple of days, went to Prescott Bay and, and tried to fish one day and uh, just kind of ran around Erie for, I, I guess it was two days actually. We did one day eastern basin, one day Prescott Bay. And then uh, kind of fished, uh, what was it, St. Lawrence and uh, Lake Ontario right. on back-to-back -back days before before the uh, the Cayuga event. So we, gotcha. we knocked out a bunch of bucket list fisheries all in a week or so. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I believe Erie, Pennsylvania is the first, first I've traveled. 
Um, I got you. How, how but, many uh, how many miles do you put on a year? Do you think fishing? Man, I don't know. I, I hadn't kept up with. <laughs> I, I know this. I've got. I've had the v, the Tahoe that I'm driving right now. Um, when I bought it, my wife's uncle it had on the it had eighty. I think a hundred eight thousand miles is what it had on it, and I got it two years ago, and it's got about 210 on it now oh my goodness I, th I think you're putting more miles on a vehicle than i am well also i i go not just tournaments yeah i just like in uh april i took a week and drove this just took a fishing trip solo and left here and went hit astor florida went from there to uh, Kissimmee. went from there to you know um over to uh orange lake came up to the panhandle took a whole seminole yeah. mikasuki and then then came home and uh i got my wife is 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 a freaking angel because <laughs> she, <laughs> she lets me you know she trusts me and and uh, she knows all i'm doing is just uh you know feeding a, a an addiction that i have fishing and uh so she's cool with it. And, and when I get a chance to go, I'm going to go. Um, yeah. Tell everybody about uh, a little bit about your, you mentioned your, your, your Tahoe. Tell everybody about your Tahoe. You've got a pretty cool rig set up that I've, I've, okay. I've been fortunate to see when we've been staying in place. Yeah. It, well, so I've got a single mattress in the back. Got, I got all the seat. There's only one seat in it. Driver's seat, passenger seats gone. I've got to keep my cooler over there. <laughs> And uh, a drone, a couple of batteries, um, just storage over there. Behind the seat, I've got those seats gone. The bit, the third row seats gone. So I have my have a mattress in the back. Um, got a couple of totes in there for tackle. I bought a room sized air conditioner, freestander, at Walmart, and. Um, and and you can hang meat in that sucker. No, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's cold. And I've got a, a board cut, so I roll my passenger window down. I've got a board cut. It's got a hole big enough for the exhaust uh, vent tube off the air conditioner to go out. And uh, I, I plug in at a campsite, and uh, you know use that air conditioner. Um, the I've got some. Uh, I took some uh, paracord and looped it. Uh, in the front and the back and used wire ties and about every four inches I tighten a wire tie on there and I've got my rods and rod sleeves uh, socks across there and it, it'll hold 10 so yeah when I'm laying there in the in the bed going to sleep it's like a layer you know I've, yeah I, I, I sleep with a CPAP so I've got that air conditioner going I got my CPAP on I'm I'm sitting there curled up is freezing cold in the middle of august the other day and uh i look up and i've got fishing rods up. It's, it's awesome like a, he is he like is a bona fide road dog is it like when you're a kid you'd make a uh a, a blanket tent you know or use the arm of a couch and you know there and feel i guess it's cool no i'm just a big kid you know that going to sleep in my uh, back of my Tahoe. That's you know. It's I know I'm I know I'm having fun when I'm sleeping in that thing. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. You're, you're off grid. You're, you're, you're fishing lakes that, that not even I have heard of before. He just told me about the, the lake you just mentioned a, a, a couple minutes ago. Went, went a Suki. Mikasuki. Yeah. Mikasuki. Yeah. I was like, that's, that sounds like somewhere I'd want to fish. That's got a, that's got a funky name. That sounds like that's got, uh, that sleeping in your vehicle written all over. It, it does. Yeah. It's out in the middle of nowhere. So the, the uh, panhandle of Florida, uh, actually central, you know, Northern Florida, uh, they have prairie lakes and they're natural lakes. Uh, Lake Jackson's one of them. Uh, and it's got, and most of them, they're connected to the Florida aquifer through, you know, through the ground and and they'll have sinkholes and they'll just disappear overnight basically so lake jackson did that not too long ago and um and then they'll come back and rebound and i don't know how long it takes a few years and and then it'll be like nothing ever happened yeah that's it's a weird dynamic down there i i, I can't wrap my brain around those those florida little flat flatland lakes yeah well, this, this lake is, a uh, matter of fact, Miksuki had a sinkhole and they built a dam around the sinkhole. <laughs> so it, it won't, that won't happen to it. So there's a, you know, there's a separated section over there that, that, that could go empty. <laughs> but those lakes are, are shallow and, and large and covered in lily pads. And you get out there and everything looks fishy, you know. Yeah. You'll see, you know, there might be a little stand of a, cypress here and there you know poking up or uh they've got these floating islands mud islands and and, and they, it looks like solid ground but they move around with the wind you know they'll um it's, is that where there's just so much grass that grows and it kind of gets where almost like punching grass where it'll detach and then it just kind of like dies on top and almost kind of looks like ground that way is that kind of what happens yeah. there yeah yeah and, and i mean they'll have bushes growing out of the top of them and stuff but uh but yeah i, I love and, and florida's got my number i i can't i'm starting to figure it out a little bit the the last few times i've been i've actually caught some big fish but um yeah every year i'll i went to the uh, uh kbf will have that invitational that's always fun get to see jody queen and all the cory dryer and all yeah. those guys camp with them and uh, but it has my number uh, every year. Um, but did, did you see where they're having the Timbitational this year? Gunnersville, Gunners, Gunnersville. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've already qualified for a 10 from that event that I fished earlier this year on Gunnersville. But the Timbitations on Gunnersville that's right up your alley. I will, um, if I can get off work, it's in October too. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm planning to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm fishing it. But I'm um, looking forward to this Tennessee uh, Bass Nation Championship coming up too. That's that's going to be fun. I, I fish, even though being from Georgia and, and not a knock against Peach State or any of those guys, but generally, like TVKA, they'll have theirs, their tournaments, Chickamauga, Watts Bar. All those are generally closer drives than anything that the Georgia clubs have. Yeah. I, I I tend to fish a good bit of their stuff, and there's some daggum hammers in that club, and also Tennessee Bass Nation. I fished a good many of their tournaments this year too. Yeah, yeah, when they I had a fantastic it. schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, 
how, how much of the Georgia bass are you going to fish uh, Seminole, their, their state championship? Uh, it's the weekend no. after TOC. No, I won't be. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't fish any, uh, Georgia bass nation this year. I oh, either really? had, yeah, I had to work or, uh, I think I may have been on a couple of trips when, when they had tournaments. I got gotcha. you. Uh, I, I thought I might have been uh, look looking for a roommate down there. I'm I'm still oh, yeah. got to figure out what I'm what I'm going to do. I somehow managed to to qualify for Tennessee and Georgia state championships. I'm going to try to try to double down and and make some make some magic happen at one or the other. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm hoping Georgia's you're you know got already got a Tennessee guys Georgia state champion. Tennessee needs a. <laughs> Georgia guys, state champion. So I'm gonna come in there, guns a blazing. See what happens. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. That's uh, th- that's that's wide open. I mean, uh, Gunnersville fishes so well this time of year. Um, we saw that with the native event this weekend. It took um, basically, you know, every single hour of that event was. It took a 21 inch fish to win the hourly, and if I'm not mistaken, all eight fish were caught on eight different techniques, not just yeah. different baits, but techniques. I mean, from from throwing a shaky head deep to frogging to um, one guy buzz was bait. a spook, buzz bait. I caught my big one on a buzz bait. And, you know, Gunnersville so diverse where you can do so much. You know, everybody that has some confidence that can kind of find what they want to do. And and it's, yeah. it's wide open, man. That's, that Tennessee Bass Nation Championship at G, that's – that's going to be a really special event. Should be some big numbers. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it if it takes 195 inches to win that tournament. Yeah, that's what I was. I know the last, last Tennessee Bass last year fished one on on Gunnersville and uh, had 86 and a half inches. I knew that wouldn't win, but I thought I might be, you know, nipping out a check there. And I had a 22 and a quarter. I believe that was my kicker. I was like, yeah, I might have big fish. No, nope. 22 and a half. I, it was a quarter inch bigger than mine was big fish and freaking 86 inches put me at 13th place. Yeah, that was, what was that, May of last year, I believe? Yeah. I, so uh, here's here's a fun road dogging story for everybody. I actually tried to double, you know, I, I've tried to double dip in tournaments, right? Both tournaments on the same lake, two or three tournaments. That's pretty common for kayak events now. I tried to do something what looking back was actually kind of stupid um, that day. So they had a Bass Nation event at Gunnersville. I stayed down there, woke up, fished three hours, had like 87, 88 inches. And I was in like first or second place because, you know, service is a little spotty on, on Gunnersville. And I was like, I got 87 or 88 inches. And my goal for the day was to cash a check in the Georgia or the um, Bass Nation event at, at Gunnersville. And then I drove midway through the day to Chickamauga to fish a local event, which I needed, you know, to basically show up and catch three halfway decent fish to kind of get some points to try to make our state championship. And I drove up there, caught three 15 inch fish, was, you know, two or three spots out of the money and was two or three spots out of the money in the Gunnersville event. And I had, you know, a, a small limited chick, which it was tough for everybody. It was a miracle. I got three fish, you know, showing up late in the day, but you know, when I left Gunnersville, I was in like second place or third place in the first couple hours with, you know, 87 upper 80s, whatever I had. And then, you know, the standings went down. I had no idea. And, you know, by the end of the day, I was like, well, you know, if I didn't do great on Chickamauga, at least I want some money at, at, at 
Gunnersville this morning. And then once the standings came, came back on, I realized, you know, I, I didn't win anything. And I was, I was like, man, this was so close to being like the coolest day I've had on the water. And it was, it was just a bust, honestly. So I didn't get any bragging rights for that event. Just a bunch of driving around. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I got back and, and, uh, yeah, when I, I call, I forget what they paid out, but, I saw it. I said, 13, Jesus Christ. You know, 86 should get you at least top 10, you know. I'm like, I ain't even in top 10 with 86 inches, but it is gunnerville. And that they was loaded with uh, some really good. We got some great guys, uh, you know, great anglers around here. That There's only, a lot really, of them. We got some good ones that don't fish uh, like the big national tournaments, you know. Just yeah. you know, the bass nation types. Uh, sticking around probably because of work or life or whatever and uh, and they they put it up. And there's a lot of really good guys that basically just fish gunnerful or, you know, just yeah. the southern swing of the Tennessee River. They'll fish um Gunnersville, uh Wheeler and what is the other one? Wilson. Yeah. And uh, you know, guys, guys like Randall Randall Wallace that you don't really see travel a whole lot. That every time you see Randall sign up for an event on Gunnersville, you go, okay, there's there's one of the top fives, you know, because Gunner because Randall's going to catch him because he knows Gunnersville really well. And there's there's a bunch of guys that that know that very well, like like Joe Drowns. I don't I don't think that he's traveled a whole lot out of there, but you know he's he's pretty consistent on Gunnersville. Finished second that KBF event that I won. Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna guys out, so I'm gonna I'm gonna quit naming them so somebody don't get offended that I I forgot them out on my gunners right. check. But um, Jim, tell us uh, some of the places that you you know some of your bucket list kind of places. You know, your favorite place to go to or somewhere that you haven't been that you would like to go to. I know you mentioned uh, was it Toledo Bend that you 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 like and have done well at. Um, tell us tell us more about some of your favorite places. Okay. Dale Hollow in December. I love it, and I can't wait for this uh, Tennessee Bass Nation they're having up there. Uh, something about that that place in the cold weather. Um, I, I love going up there, and I, I don't know the lake very well, but I know about three spots. And uh, in December, there could be a lot of fish, big fish on it. So. Yeah. I've I've hit it a few times and and you know had like stellar days on it. So yeah, Del Del Hollow catching those small mouths is one of my favorites. Uh, of you know, and the lake's just beautiful. You know, uh, if you didn't know it was a had a dam, you'd think it was some natural lake out west with all the bluffs and it is. You it know, is so a very really beautiful cool lake. Place. And uh, another lake I'm super fond of is. Here in Georgia, northeast Georgia is Lake Burton. It's a small lake uh, around, I think it's less than 2,000 acres. It's home to Georgia's uh, state record Alabama spot. And I usually take a few trips up there every winter to uh, and, and, and spring to catch, uh, try, to, uh, try to catch a giant. Um, I'm determined to meet you down there at one point this year. Yeah. I, we, we talk about that every every year. We end up kind of meeting at some point over the winter um, some somewhere. Hopefully, hopefully we can do that a couple times this year. I'd like to get back to where we fished this winter and, and maybe go go to Burton and try Burton because I still haven't right. been. 
So, and, and then, uh, Sam Rayburn was, I mean, that, that's one of those lakes growing up and watching Bassmaster on TV, you know, just legendary for bass fishing. And when we went out there, that lake was like 11 foot over summer pool. <laughs> and, uh, and nobody knew what to expect when we got out there. If, I, I was expecting it to be muddy, you know, no, it was, it was not, it was clear, you know, they just been holding that water there. So another trip out there, I know it would be, uh, you know, absolutely different, but I'm going to tell you a funny quick story. So, probably like you, uh, um, you know, leading up to a, where I leave to go on a tournament, I'm, I'm, I'm glued to a map, you know, looking, reading some articles, so it wasn't any secret that this one Creek arm that I chose to fish in had won a lot of term, a lot of money, uh, in the past years in bass boat tournaments, that area. So I'm, I'm scouting that area on the maps and, and, uh, I look and there's this Creek that feeds into it. And it's, the name of it is Ware branch. <laughs> and I told my wife, I said, look, I said, look at that, look at the name of that Creek. And she said, Oh yeah. And I said, It'd be some shit, old boy from Georgia, come out there and, and win, <laughs> win a tournament on Ware Branch, you know. Just joking. Well, I get out there and I, I practice during the week, and I save that spot till very end. I've, and I found some, I caught some good fish in practice, but I said I'm gonna go out there and check this Ware Branch. So I get out there, and uh, there's a huge school of fish at the mouth of Ware Branch, which now it's completely you know underwater and there's lily pads 10 foot underwater it's weird it was a cool looking scene on a depth finder i bet and, and i said no way that's bass i flip a, a three-quarter ounce spinnerbait out there and just slow roll it through it catch about three you know 15 16 inch fish and i said i'm not leaving till i see a big one and i pulled a worm through there and and uh got one it got off at the boat but it was you know it was a 20 plus inch fish and that's where i sat at for the next two days and come in second place didn't win it i was leading after day one but um every fish i caught was at where branch and uh, I, I thought that was a cool deal uh you know finding it on the map uh Absolutely. Yeah, that's you, you, that I, I don't think I've ever fished Marshall Creek or Marshall Branch or anything like that. I'm gonna have to keep a better lookout for places yeah. named named after me when I'm out scouting around. But uh, the bucket list spots uh, areas I want to fish. Um, uh, what's the lake up there in Detroit? Uh, Saint Clair. So I want to fish it so bad. Um, I really, really want to fish it. I hope. Uh, be, uh, Bassmaster goes there next year. I just hope if they do, I hope they don't go the weekend of Jobby Nooner. I, I, I went up there for a Hobie event one time, and it was the weekend of Jobby Nooner. And for those that don't know, for those that do know, they're already laughing because they can picture me in a kayak on, on you know St. Clair and Jobby Nooner. But I, uh, Jobby Nooner is like an extra Labor Day for auto workers. And that's like uh, one of the world's largest boating holidays, like in, in the whole world. And I've, for, for all my local guys um, that know what Boomsday is, if you stacked like three Boomsdays on top of each other, and instead of having that on Loud and Telco, you had it on a lake the size of this county. 
and but everybody's <laughs> kind of running in and out of, of, of one channel. It, it was it was crazy. So you got the wind and just you know, just a giant lake with waves, and then you have all these crazy uh yachts and stuff just running around like like they have no idea what they're doing. And it was it was probably one of the most scared I've ever been on the water. So I, I would definitely give St. Clair a try again. I, I caught some fish in practice. Um, I, I'm more prepared this time. I'd actually bring my bring my passport uh, and and try to fish the Canadian side because I didn't do that last time and I felt like I got a little bit shortchanged on my St. Clair experience. But I, I think you're spot on right there. I would love to see an event go go back up to St. Clair and and yeah. uh, hit that you know properly. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, St. Clair, um, Lord, man, I want to go, I want to go to OH Ivy. Um, that's, you know, I just, the hype and all that, I'd like to go out there or one of those other, I've heard, I don't even know the names, but some of those Texas guys says there's two or three other lakes that's just as hot. Um, I'd like to take a trip out there to Texas and fish from those giant bass. Uh, South Florida for peacock bass. I haven't uh, been able to do that yet. Um, well, we need to do a peacock peacock bass trip. I've I've heard a lot about that. I, I've never really seen a lot of guys catching them in kayaks. Apparently, they're they're fairly easy to catch just fishing off the yeah. banks and those canals down there. But mm-hmm. we we need to get us a group to go peacock bass fishing. Right, but you know. No, like St. Lawrence, uh, yeah, th- those legendary smallmouth lakes up there. I, there's, you know, some other ones, but be honest with you, man, we live. Oh yeah, I live an hour and fifteen, you know, from Chickamauga, from Gunnersville. I can drive, you know, within a couple hours. I'm at Wilson uh, Dam, or go over at Pickwick, uh, Smith Lake. It's we're, we're blessed to have crazy yeah, fisheries around here, and I, I don't so think blessed. you know moving water smallmouth, move, moving yeah. water spotted bass, uh, incredible largemouth fisheries, well managed largemouth fisheries, grass fisheries. Um, you know anywhere on the Tennessee River system, you know you can fish current for for smallmouth and largemouth. We're 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 incredibly blessed, and I think. You know, that's why you have so many incredible anglers that come from North Alabama, North Georgia, and, you know, Tennessee, both west and and east because of the Tennessee River system. I think this year I'm going to make a trip over to Lake Jocasee. I've heard big, big story, good stories about that lake over in South Carolina. I haven't been yet, so. I've I've not been there either. You'll have to let me know about that one. I will. I will. So uh, tell, tell everybody what your like kind of preferred way to, to fish is, you know, you kind of mentioned, you know, a lot of these places are kind of offshore fisheries is what they're known for. And I think that's kind of your, your go-to there, right? Right. If, if I'm going, uh, planning for a tournament, when I'm looking at maps, I'm not necessarily deep water, which I like fishing deep water. I'm definitely looking for, offshore stuff and when i get there to practice i'm i'm gonna go look for offshore stuff uh whether it be on uh, channel bend you know it may only be eight foot of water but I'm, I'm gonna look for something offshore um i can i can you know come in and fish the banks or cypress trees 
are tough for me. I mean, he, I, I, yeah, I guess you just got to flip every single one up because it all looks freaking fishy. Yeah. And, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking for, uh, when, when I go, I'm looking for offshore, like something definite. Like that is a definite fish holding area, a channel bend, a hump, uh, old roadbed system or something like that, you know, just to really narrow it down. And, and, and to be honest with you, once you get out there, a lot of times you got it to yourself. Um, if you go to Gunnersville or something as there's no secrets out there, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, there is some, there is some places on Gunnersville, uh, you know, uh, that, uh, I, I guess it's just too far of a run for some, for those boats or whatever, but yeah, you, know, you do your homework. There's some spots there too, that you can, you get on them and there's a lot of fish and catch them. But, uh, yeah, I just like, uh, like fishing, like fishing offshore. I, I love fishing, you know, ledges and, uh, uh, shell beds and humps. And I love dragging a jig, uh, and a wobblehead jig to be precise that that wobblehead jig i'd like to know how many times jim jim's talked about that wobblehead jig when we've been practicing for a tournament or he's spun fishing and we're just talking and and whatever he he throws that wobblehead a lot if there's one thing i had to bet on him throwing more than anything it'd be that wobblehead jig that's it oh yeah i I throw the crap out of it um and i was yet i was at gunnersville yesterday and uh first fish i caught a 20 off of a little flat side crankbait. I was like, Hey, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't caught one off of a something other than a wobblehead in a long time. And, uh, and, and so it was, it was neat. And, uh, um, I, meanwhile, I kept thinking, yeah, I got, I need to put this wobblehead down and start, you know, it's, they wasn't hitting it. And so I picked up a swimming worm and went and hit some grass and caught some, you know, caught some fish. I, I, you know, I, I like, uh, grass has been a nemesis for me and, and, uh, um, always trying to improve. So, but yeah, uh, like a speed worm in the grass, I like doing that. Uh, that's about the easiest way I've found to catch fish out of the grass. Um, uh, gra- grass was, was interesting to me when, when I first started kind of traveling and, and fishing a lot more. Um, you know, obviously growing up fishing loud and Teleco and, and Douglas kind of the you growing up fishing in a bass boat. Um, we, we took some trips to Gunnersville and, you know, my, my dad, that time I had a fish, he, my dad likes flipping, you know, he likes going to bluff walls and flipping a big black and blue jig. So we, we would go to Gunnersville and throw a frog for, you know, an hour or so, and then go hit a bunch of bluff, you know, bluff walls and just go flip and flip docks and, so, you know, I didn't really fish grass a whole lot. And then when I started trying to learn chick more, uh, when I was getting into kayak fishing, fishing TVKA, you know, I, like the first three events I fished a chick, I zeroed all three yeah. times and, and didn't have a good first year there at all. And, and as time went on, I kind of made it a focus of, of trying to learn that place. And I would spend, you know, two weeks, you know, two weekends a month down there, basically every other week and just go down there and look around, cover water and just see, you know, kind of compare, compare whatever they look like and where guys were. And, and, you know, that it worked out in the long run, even though it was miserable for a while, because I, I got to the point where I fished chicks so much, I hated it. 
but now you know it is is you know I won a state championship last year and I've had pretty good finishes there when we've had national events and and you know I, I feel like you know all all that time spent was worth it and that's what you got to really think about when you're trying to learn different places is you know what, what can I learn to use later on you know right yeah I, I, I'm gonna try to do what I like to do when I go and most a lot of the times it don't work you know so I, I'm trying to you know not be as hard-headed and uh you know it's like Jim just pick up the frog, you know, or, you know, throw the chatterbait. Everybody's catching on chatter, you, you know. So I, I'm not quite as hard-headed as I used to be. <laughs> I'd sit out there and just pound my head and, you know, just keep doing the same thing over and over and over. Try not to do that anymore. It's, it's I'm working to... on it. I'm a work in progress. <laughs> well, I got, I got a couple more questions for you. This is kind of my, my, uh, my my main question of, of road dog and i'm going to try to ask everybody this i'm going to try to phrase it better than i did with with eric last week kind of a 1a and 1b and it's you know i want to give whoever's on here uh, you know a chance to shout out guys you traveled with and, and stayed with you know guys that um or good guys that don't have a whole lot of whole lot of spotlight and guys you traveled with and and, and that kind of thing Okay, um, I'm gonna tell you probably the one per I've Jim Clark, me and him, uh, and he doesn't kayak fish anymore. Me and him has been a lot of places, man. And th that cat, it, you know, he is a dang nut. And we've always had a good time. We went to Erie, we've been to Little Bend, Clinton Henderson. I've been on the road with him a good bit. We've been to Arkansas and out to Little Bend together, and we'd camp and, and all that. Um, you i've stayed with you quite a few you know several times over at gunnersville and always hook up when we're somewhere else uh, we've never traveled together but we've um but i do a lot of stuff solo and solo it, you know it's, that's it i'm i'm uh i mean i'm happy doing it with somebody else and and i've got buddies and i would you know if, if i'm heading somewhere and they wanted to go i'd be more than happy to do it but I'm just as happy by myself trying to, you know, I've, you know, find a place to sleep and, and, uh, find the most unique or best restaurants in the area. Um, something I've never had, uh, try what, just to immerse myself in the culture of whatever that area I'm in is. What is the eating. most memorable restaurant that you think you've been to? It maybe not has to be the best food, but what's the most memorable one? Cause I've got one that sticks out that I remember you posting about, but I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm curious what you're going to say. Okay. Bully's soul food, Jackson, Mississippi was the most, and I've been twice memorable experience I've had and some of the best food I've ever had. And this place is a hole in the wall, little brick building way off the beaten. I mean, it's old downtown, you know, it's in like a old, industrial area jackson mississippi and uh both times i had oxtail baked mac and cheese collard greens cornbread black-eyed peas the first time i went in i was coming back from uh sam rayburn and i just googled you know the, the place and uh 
four stars. I forget how many. You know, I was like, that's going to be good. I go in and the lady asked me, she said, uh, she said, baby, how do you get so tanned? And I had long sleeves on and I pulled them up. I said, they don't go far. You know, it just goes. I said, I fish, at, you know, I'm out in the sun fishing. I showed her some pictures of fish that I'd caught, told her how the tournament had went. And uh, she, she was just as sweet as she could be. And uh, when dinner, when I finished eating, uh, walked over to the kitchen door and waved at her. And she came and gave me a hug. She said, you be sure and come back in here. I said, yes, ma'am. That's so a good spot to, right there. Yeah. In May, that was in, uh, uh, oh, that was in June. And then in October, they had tournament Shreveport. And on my way home, I stopped back in there. And when I walked in, she, she said, you know, she remembered me. So that's, that's that even better, man. Sure. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. That was probably the most memorable dinner, uh, place i've ever eaten at and it was just it had its own it's definitely not like a fancy place at all eat out of styrofoam container and uh yeah but dude it was just like it's real life you know it was yeah. uh it was real you had uh you had posted something from florida this year that i remember looking at and was like what in the world it was it was a white like a frame sign i think yes. that was on the road there was a exactly. crazy item on that on that menu. Do you remember what it was? I, I do. Um, I was. I actually had my GPS punched in for a, a barbecue joint, and I'm like two miles away from my target, and I'm at a red light, and I smell barbecue. You know, smoke. I was like, "Where the hell? I know that's not the restaurant." I just, you know, I look, and there's this A-frame sign on the corner, and a trailer, barbecue shack, and it said, "Chicken." ribs and goat <laughs> that's what it was yes and sir. i and i said shit that's that's where i'm going and i whipped in there which they were so he told me he said man if you want the goat you got to be here by 11 you know 11 a.m we sell out quick so i got the ribs and i stood in the parking lot and ate those ribs uh and oh they were so good that that, that was that was a that's probably a top five places I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to go check check that out i i've had yeah. i've had bad luck with with on the road barbecue i the last yeah. place i tried to stop and just randomly found a barbecue joint was uh me and ewing were headed headed home from florida mm -hmm. um I, I guess that was that was over christmas uh christmas break we were coming back and i stopped today of a pilot on the side of the interstate piloter loves and there was a rv with a sign out in front of it that says uh homemade homemade barbecue yeah and I, I walked over there and ewing's like there's no way you're gonna get something to eat from there and i was like man i i am i you know that's that's the kind of places that's good you know places that don't look like you should stop at you know right and uh i I'm, i made an order and i, I kind of was like what in the world is, is going on here i i don't know if the woman behind the, the counter was she, she she was out of her mind i bet she asked me 10 times whether i was wh what side i was on and i kept telling her i was like it's collard greens or whatever you have you know and she come back she goes we, we ain't got no collard greens i was like all, all right you know and and i i had probably waited 20 minutes and finally i just gave up 
I was like, I, I just, I walked back over across the park a lot. And, and I was like, yeah. I, I've, I've had some bad luck with, with barbecue joints out of, out of town, but I've had some really good barbecue. We had some good barbecue Saturday at Gunnersville at KC's barbecue. Yeah. 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 That, that place was in Ocala, Florida. And, uh, the, the, the parking lot, I mean, there was people were standing in line at that trailer. Once I turned and pulled into the gravel parking lot, I thought, oh, yeah, this is going to be good. Yeah, they're, they're out here lined up. And uh, and when I got up there, they, he's like, I, I got a slab and a half of ribs left. And uh, <laughs> so I got a whole slab. There was another place somewhere in southwest Louisiana, not deep south, like, but uh, north of Baton Rouge. Me and Jim Clark were heading to Toledo Bend. And we were hungry and I Googled and it was Billy's Deli was the name of it. And it was Billy's Meat Market was next to it. And uh, you grab a parking lot, we pull in there and uh, got po' boys. And then next door in the uh, meat market, you asked her for boudin balls and she said you had to go next door. So I went over there and got and the boudin balls the size of a tennis ball. You know, giant. <laughs> and uh, we, we stood in that at night in that gravel parking lot ate our po' boys and boudin balls with a bunch of like transient con construction workers they're out there you know <laughs> drinking beer and eating their po' boys and that was some awesome awesome food and there was a, at Toledo Bend there was some a guy I can't remember his name he's from down south Louisiana and, and he saw me coming across the parking lot and he yelled Hey, where, how you know about Billy's, you know? And I, I was like, <laughs> I just Googled it. And he said, man, he made, they got the best food, some of the best food in Louisiana. You got lucky when you found that one. So, <laughs> you know, every now and then, you know, you get lucky. I got you. We'll, we'll, tra we'll transition off the of food and ask, ask the last question. Is there anybody that you, we, we travel and, and fish with or fish against that, that you, we've we've ran into that you'd be like, man, I, I like to share a roof with that guy. I, I like to share a meal with that guy that I that I may have it so far. Is there anybody that comes to mind? Um I was about to say Matt Ball, but I, I actually have stayed with him. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Really cool. I mean really good guy. And we always Matt, have great conversation. Matt, Matt's uh, a good one. He uh for those that don't know Matt, he's uh he kind of helps out with the kite fishing with christ he actually leads some of the uh the friday night uh kind of uh, bible study that that goes you know kind of either before a captain's meeting or after a captain's meeting matt ball is a great dude go ahead Jim. um lance mccorder is another one i've never stayed with him me and him we you know hit um see each other at tournaments and hit it hit it off and uh i like lance uh he's a unique guy he got uh you know he's a chef owns a kayak i, I, would, I would like to go to his his his, uh, his restaurant what is it in uh austin is it in or uh it, tyler tyler yeah tyler yeah. Yeah. yeah russell johnson's another one he i've never i stayed one time with him at erie he's a, a buddy of mine's on jackson team he's a restaurant owner He's a unique individual. You know, he's got some great stories. He was in the Navy. He's been around. Uh, Lance is the same way. He's, you know, he's been well-traveled and got great stories. Um, I, I've, I've been very fortunate to eat at Russell's shop up there. Yes, it is. 
Um, oh my goodness, I, I can't think. A steel, the steel plate is Manesson, Pennsylvania. And Russ, I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. I'm from the south. You got to give me a break. But um, the steel plate is is incredible. Russell's cooking is fantastic. I went up to uh, um, the kind of a. I was up in Northwest Pennsylvania, and uh, stopped through. Kind of took a little hour detour to to Pittsburgh. Uh, Manesson's just I want to say south of Pittsburgh, and uh, stopped in there. And man, he treated us like family, and had some of the absolute best food I've probably had out of state anywhere. It I had high expectations. You know, I was like, I don't know if this is going to be one of those things where it's just somebody knows somebody and they're hyping it up and. Man, mm-hmm. I think every time I get around Russ and, you know, we've uh, both cut checks at Susky and that kind of thing, man, I think every time I've been on stage and he's in the room, I've shouted out his restaurant because it is just so good. He, he cooks all sorts of everything, and he doesn't just kind of delegate himself to one thing. You know, I love seeing his specials on Facebook. It seems like all the time he's got something that's like, man, why can't he be closer? I want to I want to try that. Right. My, me and my wife were talking a uh, few, few weeks ago. We said, you know, starting next year, we're going to try to make it lead. We're, we're Braves fans. She And she is a huge Braves fan. She said, I'd like to go to one away game every year, you know, to some of these classic parks, you know. And I said, okay. Um, and we, she said something about going to Pittsburgh. And I said, we go to Pittsburgh, go eat the steel plate. So he may see me next year, you know, next baseball season. How highly uh, recommended. Good, good. I'm, I know, like I said, the pictures on Facebook are, are you can almost taste it. And uh, it looks so good. So absolutely. Um, well, we're, we're, oh, go ahead. Nah, I, I, that's, you know, man, the, the, our overall community, is just I, I look at us as like you know traveling to these tournaments at regulars and the new faces are always great to see we're like a traveling band of gypsies everybody um <laughs> helps out you know anybody it's, it's just like a big family and i love doing that you know when i uh i, I, I love the you know the check-ins and and all that and, uh, uh seeing the familiar faces that you only see at tournaments and um anyway we just have a we have we're blessed with a with a great group of people in our um kayak fishing community and um there's a lot of people i can't think of that i would love to you know share a house with or hang out with but um uh, yeah we, we just got one, one that's always we we've talked about it a couple times and, and the last time you know i kind of sat down with him he, he even was like man we we still ain't shared a roof together and i was like you know what you're right somebody that comes to mind is is adam riser for me uh, yes just california dude lives in nashville now just calm cool as a cucumber we, we run into each other on the water a couple times a couple mm-hmm. times a year and and uh just super cool dude i'd like to get to know him a little better that's somebody i'd like to share a meal or a house with for for a weekend right he he, i'm sure he's a unique you know he would have some great stories i'm sure oh yeah 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 it'd be that would be a fun uh but it'd be fun to sit around shoot shit with him for sure we might have to have him on on the on the road dog oh definitely yeah yeah (laughs) 
Well, Jim, yes, I think sir. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap us up here. I'm gonna give you a chance to thank all the people that that sponsor you and and help out. You know, as as you okay. kind of travel around the southeast, and I'll let you kind of thank who you need to thank, and we'll we'll roll on from there. Okay. Uh, first, I'm the dugout bait and tackle. Um, that, like I said earlier, play a huge family down there. It's the most passionate shop I've ever seen. Jamie's. A freaking wizard when it comes to rigging kayaks. I, I was down there the day and there's a couple of new stuff he was showing me and um, it is good stuff. Uh, you know, he's always looking ahead. Um, seems like he's maybe a step ahead of everybody when it comes to, to uh, his imagination when it comes to rigging a kayak. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, dugout bait and tackle and our team just really, really good people down there. Um, Jackson Kayak, uh, I'm in Blue Sky Boat Works. A great group, great people. Sparta, Tennessee employs a ton of, you know, a large portion of that uh, that area up there, um, and, and and they make a great boat. Uh, Picasso Lures. I've been with with uh, Picasso Lures and. Dan Vesuvio for a, a long time and, and they, you know, they're cutting edge, make some great lures and he's really, really good to me. Shimano and G Loomis. Um, I, I can't, uh, I'm just blessed to be able to use, you know, using their equipment and, uh, this top notch. So yeah, that's, that's, you know, a, I, I love, you know, love this and, and, uh, you know, meeting folks and being friends uh, with lots of unique individuals like you, Jordan. That, that's a, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, I love it. Uh, as, so. as, as we it's see like in hashtags every now and then on, on Facebook, there's, you know, hashtag thank God for plastic boats, right? That's it. Yeah. Thank God for little plastic boats. That's, <laughs> um, that's, that's, you know, I'm 54 years old. When I go out on that little boat, uh, in which a blue sky is not a little boat anymore, you know, it's it's a pretty good barge floating around out there. Yeah. But um, it's like I'm like a little kid again, you know. And anything to make an old man feel that way, there ain't nothing wrong with that. A hundred percent. Yeah. Everybody needs more of that. Yeah. World be a better place. If everybody did. It. If everybody did it and enjoyed it as much as I do or you do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jim, I appreciate you coming on here. Uh, you were one of the first people that came to mind when, you know, I, I named the show Road Dog and what I was trying to get together. You're one of the first people I had pop into mind when I wanted to have somebody on here. So thank you so much for coming on here and, and talking I'm to me for a little bit. Yes, sir. Yeah. Thank you. Jim. I, I, thank you. All righty. Thank you, Jim, coming on here, obviously. Um, had a lot of fun. Uh, me and Jim always end up somewhere, you know, eat, eating dinner somewhere that's kind of off the beaten path. Um, don't know uh, what the next guest, who will the, who the next guest will be, but we'll get somebody cool. We got a couple couple people we, we've been talking to about it, and uh, I, I'm, I'm excited to kind of try, try that out. Um, we'll play us out of here in a second. I do have, a uh, a, a, 
an intro and outro coming. Uh, we're going to have a nice, cool sounding that kind of fits the podcast a little bit more. A uh, buddy of mine, Abby Abendanza. Some of y'all know who that is. Pennsylvania dude that that has uh, got an awesome country music career. He's he's had bands and all that nature. He's he's getting me a song together that uh, y'all will recognize. But it's it's got some awesome stuff about the podcast in it, and you know, for me specifically. So I'm. Uh, really excited to kind of get that done and, and have that put on here. But for now, thank you guys. We'll get an awesome road dog and podcast going in the future, get some more guests and uh, try to improve every time we have, have one of these. So thank you guys so much for listening.